Welcome to Coaching Kids Curling, a podcast for youth curling coaches and program organizers. I'm Glenn Gabriel, a certified curling coach who lives in Pickering, Ontario, Canada. My mission is to give you the advice, resources, and inspiration you need to make your program better. Last Thursday was Canada's first ever National Day for Truth and Reconciliation. In this episode, I explain what this day is about and why I think it's important to learn more about it, even in my role as a curling coach. I'm recording this in early October, and it's been a few days since September 30th. September 30th was designated by the federal government in Canada as the National Day for Truth and Reconciliation. For those listeners who may not be aware, this is a day, and I'm quoting from the Government of Canada's website, that, quote, honors the lost children and survivors of residential schools, their families, and communities, unquote. Residential schools were government-sponsored religious schools that were established to assimilate Indigenous children into Euro-Canadian culture. Now, these schools lasted for more than a 100 years, and the final residential school only closing in the 1990s. I went to school in Toronto in the 1980s and 90s, and when I think about it, it's incredible how much we didn't learn about the Indigenous peoples of Canada. When we were in school, even in elementary school and high school, I barely remember us talking about an Indigenous topic even in history classes. Even growing up, I honestly don't remember very many Indigenous people, or at least people who identified themselves as Indigenous. I lived in suburban Toronto, and all the people around me were mostly people what we used to call visible minority. So I guess that was part of what was on my radar, and not necessarily the Indigenous part of this city. Fast forward to 2021. As Canadians, we're more aware of Indigenous issues than ever. Just as recently as spring of this year, hundreds of unmarked graves were found at the sites of former residential schools in Canada. So, as we pause and reflect on this day, the National Day for Truth and Reconciliation, I have to ask myself, what can I do? Now, I sat down and I I thought of four things that I wanted to do, and I wanted to share them with my listeners. This list isn't meant to be a top four list or the only things anyone should ever do to increase their knowledge on this topic. They're just four things that I want to do to uh, better educate myself. So here goes. The first thing I want to do is to read the calls to action from the National Truth and Reconciliation Commission report. Back in the early 2000s, uh, the Canadian government opened the Truth and Reconciliation Commission, and its purpose was to document the history and lasting impacts of the Indian residential school system. When they finally released the report in 2015, they listed 94 calls to action, recommendations to implement. Well, they've implemented a couple of them. Well, for example... Number 80 was to establish a National Day for Truth and Reconciliation. But many, many more of those calls to action weren't implemented, and that's one of the shortcomings of this whole process, 
that they didn't actually follow up on a lot of these other recommendations. So I'd encourage you to read those calls to action and and also learn a bit more about the whole Truth and Reconciliation Commission. There were thousands of witnesses that provided testimony as to what happened in these schools. And if you think it's in the distant past, it really isn't. The last school closed in the 90s, and this commission itself ran from 2008 to 2015. Although I was aware of it in the news, I don't think the impact of it really hit people, and it kind of surprises me that I didn't pay more attention to it. So that's the first thing I want to do. Read the calls to action from the National Truth and Reconciliation Commission report. The second thing I'd like to do is to take an online course, and I have to give full credit to Brittany Tran for mentioning it to me. She was in the previous episode where we talked about diversity and inclusion. Now, this course is called Indigenous Canada, and it's an online course put together by the University of Alberta. The course description reads, Indigenous Canada is a 12-lesson, massive open online course from the Faculty of Native Studies that explores Indigenous histories and contemporary issues in Canada. It's approximately, according to the website, 21 hours to complete. But uh, despite that, you have more than 100,000 people taking the course. At least that's what I counted the last time I checked it. So if you're looking for something to broaden your knowledge and this is something you can take on your own time, I'd recommend it. And that's the second thing I'd like to do. The third thing I'd like to do is listen to more Aboriginal podcasts. Now, I found a list of Aboriginal podcasts from the Downey Wenjack website. And thanks to my friend Stephanie for recommending that site. On that list are podcasts such as the Thunder Bay series of episodes from Canada Land, Coffee with My Ma, and the Historical Natives podcast. I would encourage everyone to listen to those podcasts, and dear listeners, if you're listening to this podcast, you're a podcast person, so it isn't that much harder to find those podcasts on your typical podcast apps, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and so on, but I'll definitely link uh, to those podcasts in my show notes. I think it's important to listen to other people's voices, and if we want to hear Aboriginal voices, this is the perfect way to do it. So number three is to listen to more Aboriginal podcasts. Number four is to learn more about the Aboriginal Sports Circle and find out more about their Aboriginal coaching modules. The Aboriginal Sports Circle is Canada's national voice for Aboriginal sport physical activity, and recreation, bringing together the interests of First Nations, Inuit, and Métis people. So this podcast is obviously coaching kids curling, and I place a really high value on giving you the information you need to run your programs better and and to uh, create better athletes and better people. And I think we need to sometimes expand our horizons when it comes to coaching. And we don't have all the answers, and I'd encourage you to to look up these Aboriginal coaching modules because one of the stated goals is to actually to bring the NCCP to a rich Aboriginal sport. 
According to the website, the ACM, the Aboriginal Coaching Modules, responded directly to the identified need for a national coach training curriculum that reflects the uniqueness of Aboriginal culture, values, and lifestyles. Originally designed for coaches of First Nation, Métis, and Inuit heritage, the program has been expanded to include non-Aboriginal coaches working within Indigenous communities and with Indigenous people. So just to give you a sense of what the modules are like, Module 1 is Holistic Approach to Coaching, Module 2, Dealing with Racism in Sport, and Module 3, Individual and Community Health and Wellness. If we want to expand our, our coaching toolboxes, I think this is an incredible way to do it. So this is something that's definitely on my radar. And to be honest, it might have flown past me in the past. Maybe I didn't pay enough attention. Maybe I uh, didn't think it was for me because I wasn't Indigenous. But this is something that I should probably pay more attention to and have the humility to think that I could learn something. So those are the four things I'd like to do to broaden my knowledge of Aboriginal and Indigenous issues. I honestly can't believe I didn't learn more about these topics when I was in school, after school. I have a lot of catching up to do. Now, when it comes to the sport of curling, I wanted to recognize some of the initiatives and and things that people are doing in our sport to try and broaden this knowledge. So first, I want to acknowledge Goldline, the curling company, for their United We Curl initiative. Uh, I mean, I guess front-facing, you can see the brooms and the shirts that they've created with BIPOC curlers. But uh, they really are doing a job in terms of starting a discussion around these BIPOC issues, which of course include Indigenous issues. I also wanted to mention some curlers who identify as Indigenous and who use their social media to educate and to celebrate their heritage. I know that on September 30th, they they put out several uh, posts and retweeted and shared information for people who wanted to learn more about these issues. So there are many of them, but I wanted to give a particular shout out to Kerry Galusha, who recently did an episode of our podcast, and I hope in the future to bring her back and and, and discuss some of these issues we're talking about today. One other item I, I want to mention in our sport is the diversity and inclusion resource book that Curling Canada released earlier this season. If you want to learn more about how you can uh, attract more people to the sport from uh, BIPOC populations, and of course, BIPOC meaning Black, Indigenous, and people of color, this is a good resource to have. I also wanted to recognize the Global Initiative for DEI and Curling for their work in this field. So before I end this episode, I wanted to give you an idea of where I see some hope for the future. Last spring, I was at home with my son when he was doing virtual school over Zoom, and he's in a kindergarten class, and every morning we would have the same routine. They'd play the national anthem, there'd be a prayer, well, he goes to a Catholic school, and part of that morning routine included a land acknowledgement, which is something I only recently learned about and why it's important, and this is something that never happened when I was in elementary school, high school, or university. And just last Thursday, he wore an orange t-shirt to school. 
and he learned a little bit about the residential school system. I'm happy to see that future generations will know more about Indigenous history and issues than we ever did. My only hope is that they take more action. If you're a supporter of this podcast, I encourage you to follow our Twitter account, which is the at symbol followed by Kids Curling. One more time, the at symbol followed by Kids Curling. I'll also have that Twitter handle listed in today's show notes. This has been the Coaching Kids Curling Podcast. To reach me, Coach Glenn, please email coachingkidscurling at gmail.com. To follow the podcast for free, visit our website, coachingkidscurling.com. You can also find show notes and links to the resources mentioned in this episode and in previous episodes. The intro and outro music is Golden Sunrise by Josh Woodward. Thanks for listening. Good luck and good curling.